you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. It's Good Morning Football, presented by Old Trapper Beef Jerky, live in New York City, Monday, January 15th. I'm Jamie Erdahl. There's Kyle Brandt, Peter Schrager, Jason McCourty. We made uh, game predictions on Friday. We didn't anticipate. We actually held serve on our Bucks eagles prediction. We did not uh, stake that claim. Would anybody want to change their tune uh, on Bill's Steelers if you had to after deciding on Friday? Mm-mm. I, I, I took Bill's and we looked at the conditions. People are—they got the show snowblowers going. The snow shovelers going right now. I still said it. I think Najee and Jalen Warren need combined for 250 yards rushing for them to win that. <laughs> 250 combined yeah. Yeah. with no TJ and those conditions. Yeah. I would say this: like the Steelers going up to Buffalo is a lot different than the Dolphins going Sorry, up can, to yeah. Kansas City. Like, the Dolphins. They didn't look like they were ready for that cold. Tua did not look ready for that situation. You talk about Mason Rudolph and that defense and for sure. running backs. Like Steelers will show up today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, no doubt. Dolphins had to go out and buy a winter jacket Oof. when they looked at the forecast for it. So it'll be definitely. But you can't go backwards. Whatever our picks were, you, you stick with it. So. Are you already, Peter, preparing whatever your beautiful look back is on the history of the Packers and the 49ers in the playoffs? Because we're getting it again. Ooh. A lot of old school. A lot of new school, too. Remember, this is Raheem Mostert and those 49ers. You know, running right through that Packers yep. defense. Joe Barry is still there as the Packers defensive coordinator. Like, this is, whoop! It's good. Oh, Packers man, Packers. smell mixed bag trivia now. Time yes. for the clock. Yeah. The Packers win this one. Here's Mike McCarthy and Dak Prescott. This is what they had to say when they asked about the Cowboys. Should they be considering a coaching change? We're disappointed. Um, I got a whole whole team in the, in the locker rooms. It's that's hurting. You know, I, I haven't thought past you know the outcome of this game. He's been. Amazing. I, I don't know how they can be, but I understand the business. In, in that case, it should be about me as well, honestly. I mean, that, that guy, I've had the season that I've had because of him. We, this team has had the success that they've had because of him. And uh, I understand it's about winning the Super Bowl. And that, that's the standard of the league and damn sure the standard of this place. So I get it, but add me to the list in that case. Well, unfortunately for the Dallas Cowboys, the standard has been eight times they've gone one and done in the playoffs since 1996. Ian Rappaport joining us now. The narrative has been there for the Cowboys in general, and unfortunately it's mounting for Mike McCarthy as a head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. What else can you tell us about that question that looms over Mike McCarthy's job this morning, Ian? And the question is going to loom over Mike McCarthy's job status until and unless the Dallas Cowboys address it. Owner Jerry Jones had several opportunities last night talking to reporters to address it, to say there's nothing, to say he's fine, to say he's coming back. None of those things came out of Jerry Jones's mouth. Instead, what it was is he's not going to address it. He said he's not going to get into when he's meeting with Mike McCarthy. And Jerry Jones said he has not really thought about it which is, I would say, a little hard to believe. Considering the speculation, considering the drama that has surrounded the Dallas Cowboys over the last several years, just regarding McCarthy and his job status, four years, one playoff victory, 
those are the facts. He is heading into the final year of his deal. Generally, this is when teams make decisions about head coaches. Are you going to extend him? Are you going to not extend him? I think it's fair to say several members of his coaching staff are openly wondering, is this going to be it? Uh, I think, obviously, members of the fan base are as well. I know the Cowboys have locker room availability later today. Mike McCarthy is not scheduled, although generally he does his exit interviews and then he does his media availability following all of that, so I'm not sure what you could read into that. I do know for the Dallas Cowboys, certainly there are some decisions to be made. And Ian, there is a growing list of names of availability in terms of head coaching candidates that the Cowboys uh, could certainly look at and people are loving speculating about. Rap Sheet, thank you. Let us know if you hear anything. So that's the coach topic. Dak and CeeDee Lamb, though, are both entering their final years of their contract. How do the Cowboys go about this now? Do they need to tear things down in Dallas fully? Or, Peter, do you keep a core and really just look at the coaching? What do you do with Dak Prescott? Dak Prescott's contract is up the year following this one. Usually you go into the final year mm -hmm. of a deal mm -hmm. and you, you get your extension. You don't play in a lame duck year. It's very rare that a quarterback of his stature, of what he's accomplished and at his stage in his career would enter as a pure free agent. Kirk Cousins did it this year. It's, yeah. Again, very rare that you see this. What do you do with Dak? Because as the money goes up for quarterbacks, and we saw Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert get theirs this year, we're talking about $60 million a year is what the price tag, if you're just going to go with who's up next and how it's increasing and how the salary cap is inflating based on the NFL's gobs of money that, 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 that they're going to be having and they're going to have a revenue split, obviously. Um, with the new media rights deals and everything, the salary cap's going to be way bigger than it was. So does Dak get $60 million? Do you do that for the Cowboys or do you roll the dice and say what other options are out there? Dak is... A wonderful quarterback. He's great. Is he top five? No. Mm. Is he top ten? Probably. Can you think of a time a team just walked away from a top ten quarterback? It just doesn't really happen. I, I'm no. not going to do it. No. But does he have the leverage on this thing? Like, it's a separate conversation we'll have all offseason on Tua's deal, which is similar. It's like, do you pay Tua money? Mm -hmm. Well, Tua hasn't even come close to winning in big games right. and in big moments for the Dolphins. They... they Dak has shown you just enough. Mm -hmm. two, pl two playoff wins. Mm -hmm. He's great in big moments at times. And then last night was not mm -hmm. good. And I, I hate to put an entire career on one game, but like you're the two seed and you could cement yourself. I think the McCarthy thing, we'll be talking about that a lot more than the Dak thing, but the Dak thing is what I'm waking up thinking about this morning too, because that is a monster financial commitment. And what are you mm. signing up for if you're signing him back up for five more years and $60 million a year? You're saying, all right, he's the guy. Mm. If you're not certain that McCarthy's the guy, are you 100% mm. certain Dak's the guy? Because the alternative could obviously be far worse. Yeah. Or you can have a situation like you have in Green Bay where they finally walked away from Rodgers. Totally different situation. Yeah. And they had an Aaron Parent. The Cowboys don't have that yeah. in waiting. I like that conversation. And what I would say is, do you – pay Dak and maybe try to get that heir apparent because the issue is like you said Dak Prescott is he a top five quarterback this year yes he was yeah. he was definitely a top five quarterback and he's at the very top of the list when you talk about MVP candidates with Brock Purdy and Lamar Jackson of the quarterbacks that played the best this season you look up and down their roster their offensive linemen three guys were named first or second team all pro to Micah Parsons hell Deron Bland was the first team all pro and the first team all pro that he came in for was hurt this season so you have to keep the core and Trevon Diggs 
of this team. I think the question mark is just who do you feel is the coach that's going to lead this team to a Super Bowl? I think you keep Dak Prescott because what he showed you this year is that he could take his game to another level. Now the playoff scenarios for Jerry Jones is, all right, who do you put the blame on? As you watched that game yesterday, do you say, hey, this was a coaching issue. Mike McCarthy didn't get the job done. Dan Quinn didn't get the job done. And maybe you say, well, they didn't prepare our guys to play because from top to bottom, offense, defense, and special teams, it was not good enough. That's it. The score says 48 to 32. The score to me of this game was 27 to 0. Yeah. Like, that was the game. That's when it was over. It was a wrap. It's not, it's not even that they lost. They weren't ready to play. They came out terrible. Dak, CD, nothing. The defense, the offense. Look, I think they should immediately replace the head coach. And I don't, we don't like to wave the flag for firings and there's things, families involved and stuff. Like, this is Mike McCarthy. He's had many chances. He's made a lot of money. He's been enabled in a million different ways. I'm not losing any sleep over saying it. And especially since the other people available. You look at it, it's, it's similar to what we talk about with the Chicago Bears. Justin Fields has been pretty good. Right? God, they got that number one pick, and there's so many guys this year. If this was maybe a, a barren quarterback draft, yep. maybe Fields is back. Uh, our, our Caleb's and our Drake Mays, uh, they're there for the coaches. You, you got Rabel sitting there. You got Belichick. You got Harbaugh. There are guys who are programming world changers. And Mike McCarthy, look, I, I'm not going to go on to another monologue about Mike McCarthy. It's regurgitative. But he's one in three in the playoffs. He doesn't win the big playoff games. And the phrase I always use to the Cowboys is empty calories. It's just all the statistical nonsense. They won 12 games this year. Like, who cares? They're going to win 12 games next year if they bring Mike McCarthy back. They're going to win 12 games. Like, CeeDee Lamb had this amazing year this year. Who cares? It's going to be – it's not tethered to anything real. Like, he broke all Michael Irvin's records in seasons which Michael Irvin wanted to win the Super yeah. Bowl. It's – Jake Ferguson had three touchdowns yesterday. Who cares? Not real I don't care that Mike McCarthy won 12 games. It's like, we're there already. So, mm. bring him back. You'll win 12 games. Is that, what you, is that what you're interested in? Because it's – I know it's beaten to death and it's such a cliche. It is classic definition of insanity stuff for over a decade. I think you have to immediately replace him. And I don't see any case to bring him back. So, it's been a great run, Mike. You're a great football man. And, you know, you'll – Go on to be a motivational speaker, a coordinator, whatever the hell you want. We got some guys. We got to get them in here. Come on, let's go. What are we doing here? Especially because the Cowboys, I think, tried the, the diet version on of this in this offseason when they moved on from Kellen Moore and allowed Mike McCarthy to take over the offensive play calling. It did not work. So it was like the 2.0 version. Here are the reins again, and what are you going to do with your car? And they exited early from the playoffs. All right, so if Buffalo can pull out the win today, yeah. they're going to be hosting the Kansas City Chiefs. Next Sunday night, as Kyle mentioned, wouldn't be the last home game then today for the Bills. It was no problem for the Chiefs this weekend, uh, weather be damned. Uh, what are your thoughts on this dominant Chiefs win, Jason, especially over the Miami Dolphins? Oh, man, it was for the for the Kansas City Chiefs. And it's fun to watch because for so long we've watched Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, Travis Kelsey. They're throwing the ball all over the field and you're just wowed by everything Mahomes does. Their defense is incredible this year. Steve Spagnuolo, the defensive coordinator, what he's been able to do with these guys. And then a guy at the cornerback position, LeJarrius Sneed, didn't make a Pro Bowl roster, didn't make either all-pro team. Chiefs fans are fired up. You're going to look at him down the bottom. This was a play after the play before he's right in Tyreek Hill's face, and Tyreek gets a false start. The very next play, he gets in a fight outside the bar and just roughs him up. And this was the Chiefs' defensive mentality the entire game. They didn't care about the cold. They didn't allow, allow them to do anything running the ball. They totally shut down this Miami Dolphins offense. You look at Tyreek Hill. He had that long 53-yard touchdown pass that was incredible that we've seen all year long from the Dolphins offense. 
Outside of that one pass, Tyreek Hill had nine yards receiving. Damn. Nine yards receiving. Tua, we watched him all season long, that post play over the middle, that they time it out, they hit it time after time. He had one of those to River Craycraft in the yeah, game. Sure. That was it. This Chiefs defense was dominant, how they've been all season long, and they allowed this offense to get going after kicking field goals, but the game was never in doubt because the Miami Dolphins offense couldn't do anything. Seven points, that's all they surrendered. Mostert, not really a factor. Mm-hmm. Waddle, really not a factor. Mm-hmm. Uh, great job by the defense, and Spags' defense travels, so if they have to go to Buffalo, I have no doubt, mm. but at the end of the day, it was Mahomes making plays when they needed him. I know it wasn't the flashiest game from Patrick. Patrick Mahomes in his playoff career, but clutch moments. And this game was a little closer than a season. The final score here, the halftime, it was 10-7. Mm-hmm. Mahomes has to make a big play. It's, it's a crucial moment, and then he uses his legs, and he gets it done. <laughs> we saw it against Cincinnati in the playoffs last year. You saw it against Tennessee in that AFC Championship game where he went in for the touchdown that time. He has this ability to him. When they need it most, Mahomes can do it either with his arm or with his legs. I like where the Chiefs are at right now. Played on a Peacock game that not everyone necessarily watched Saturday night. No one's really buzzing about it. The numbers them. don't say that, Peter. 23 million watched, but it wasn't exactly everyone going nuts about, oh, do you see Mahomes' sidearm throw? Look, a lot of heat right now on the Ravens. A lot of heat right now on the Bills if they win. They're the hot team. And, of course, we love what the Texans are doing. Nobody's talking about the defending champion Chiefs. Staying right where they want him. Mahomes made big plays. We just haven't spoken about it much. I was happy to see Rasheed Rice as well step up the way. Like the pass mm-hmm. catching in a cold game like that, I thought uh, Peacock was all over it when they were talking about, like, I think it was first three or four plays of the game. Pass, 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 pass. Like it was just, this is, they're just staring down the Dolphins defense and be like, are you guys ready? Because we're coming at you today. This is not going to be, let's just tackle each other at the line of scrimmage and see how we fare and get into field goal range. No, this was the first design decision making plays of the game were pass plays and it was by at the hand of the Chiefs. They're like, this is how this is going to go for us. So Rasheed Rice had a star game once again for a rookie wide receiver and Travis Kelsey hung. He was available a little bit more. He made himself available. He was turning around and doing that basketball box set move that I think mm-hmm. we've become familiar with a little bit more frequently and Mahomes is finding him and I think that's a dangerous way. We have been waiting. Kyle's been asking to see Travis Kelsey and it was almost like just a quick little appetizer maybe more next weekend. Yeah, it was alright. We're going to need more from Kelsey. Yeah. I, I yeah, I like Peacock. <laughs> Click it right on, comes on, cool. clears during the bell. During the commercial, yeah. it's had the guys talking. Yeah. It was good. I don't yeah. like it. I told the Dolphins, just score 30 points. I, I said it, <laughs> score 30. Why didn't you listen? I never said they were going to score 30. I said they had to score <laughs> That's 30. That's what they needed. And guess what? They would have won 30 to 26. I think to Jason's point, the Chiefs, this was like a gentleman's shutout. They had one huge play to Tyreek mm-hmm. in which he did the superhero thing. The rest of it, nothing. It was unbelievable display by their defense, which didn't give up 30. Didn't even give up eight. They gave up seven points on a one-play lightning strike. They didn't give up a sustained touchdown drive the whole time at home. Um, I don't know if the Dolphins are already in their poolside cabanas or if they're going to wait one day to do the exit interviews and stuff. But they were ready, man. I'll tell you, when they were in that cold, it was cold. Chiefs, Bills... Likely going to be pretty awesome. I was going to say, I feel badly I'm, uh, offend a swath of Steelers fans, but Chiefs-Bills does sound mighty yeah. tasty. Bills, just score right 30. Just score, score 30, 30. Your, your Gucci, baby. Fine. Coming up, yeah. we've got some Super Wildcard Weekend game balls to give out to uh, players, coaches, heads of teams, wherever you want to go. Who's most deserving? Picks are straight ahead. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. 
So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Lions, uh, man. You know, Ann Arbor hosted their playoff, their uh, parade for the national championship. The University of Michigan did on Saturday. They had street mm -hmm. closures. It was like the, that must have just been a little warm up for what the Lions got cooking. Yeah. If they can accomplish what they want to this offseason, the Lions got the playoff monkey off their backs. They're going to host a second playoff game for the first time in franchise history. Peter, you had a great take on Brad Holmes and just his how he has gotten the franchise to this point. For a guy like him, looking at this team, this organization, what does this mean for Detroit? Yeah, look, we know the history. We know that they were in this long drought. We saw the videos and the pictures of the fans who are season ticket holders for 40, 50, 66 years mm -hmm. of not seeing a playoff team like this. They're getting a second home game. I thought it was cool. Ross Tucker, our buddy from the show, was doing the sideline reporting for the radio on Westwood One, and he interviewed Aiden Hutchinson after the game. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they're interviewing Aiden Hutchinson, and he goes, yeah, and now you guys are home next week. And Hutchinson had no idea. <laughs> like, what? We get another oh, home fun. game? Because you think about Dallas just finished right before them, and they were so focused on the Rams. To get another Detroit home playoff game, they'll end up playing the winner of this Eagles-Buccaneers game tonight. And I have no doubt that Detroit's going to be the favorite. I thought they slayed so many ghosts in this thing, and they put away so many different demons Moving forward as a franchise, I mean, what free agent wouldn't want to play for mm. this coach, mm. play in this building, and run through a wall for this ownership group that has given them every resource possible over the last few years? It's a great story. If it ends right now and this week, that, that it was still a great story. I don't think it is ending. I thought it was really cool at the end of last night's game with about a minute left as Goff has taken the knees, Chris Collinsworth kind of cedes the mic over to Mike Tirico, that was who is cool. a Michigan native, and mm. say, what's this mean? And Tirico was near tears just saying how important wow. it was for that state. A beautiful, beautiful victory. Everyone stepped up and exceeded expectations. And I thought to hold on, just when you're waiting for a potential Jared Goff Gaff mm -hmm. or a Jared Goff mistake. Goff makes the two huge throws, converts the first down at the end to Amon Ross St. Brown, and gets to enjoy the cheers from everybody as he's taking knees against his former coach and team. Beautiful win and a beautiful win for this franchise, which is a feel good story now, but they could be doing a lot more over the next few weeks. Tirico, great all weekend. Yeah. He was in Kansas City two and games. then he goes to mm -hmm. Detroit and does that. That line, though, that he had when he was asked about, you're from Michigan, like, what does this mean? He goes, it's always SOL. And I'm like, Tirico, where are you going here? It's the same old lines. It was so good. Mm. Tirico just put the perfect bow on just explaining that question, which what it means for the Lions and the organization. It was so cool to see because just a scene set, like, they're showing everybody before the game, you got Barry Sanders down there, you got Megatron down there, Big Sean the rapper. They're showing Eminem in the crowd, pumping him up. He had the promo videos all. And that's, without even saying that, Matthew Stafford, the longtime quarterback that leads him in all the statistics, is coming back home to play against them in their first playoff game in 30 years. So you put all of that mixed into a one-point victory. When you ask what it means for the franchise, that was everything last night. You talked about how long they've waited. But to wait that long and to have a playoff game like that with that many people in the building, the Sunday night game of the Super Wild Card Weekend, and your guy Jared Goff absolutely goes off. For a Lions fan, uh, that that just was everything. You said it, Kyle, like fans weeping in the stands and everything. But I think, Shrek's how you ended was the main thing. The Lions weren't looking this season to get into the playoffs or win the division for the first time and then celebrate it and say, well, we did it. We finally got that monkey off our back. 
they're a team that they feel like, hey, we can go win the NFC and be playing in a Super Bowl. So I think for them, this is just the beginning, and this is what they expected to happen when they saw it up way back in August in training camp when they started talking about the expectations for the team. You guys know I, I try as hard as I can not to reflect too much on the Lions' past because yeah. it's just the, the future and the present is so good. It did blow my mind, though, when they score the first touchdown and David Montgomery, it's a one-yard touchdown, and Tarico says that's the last the last rushing touchdown by the Lions in a playoff game was scored by Reggie Bush. I was like, what? I did What the that. hell is that? I have no memory of that. It must have been the one they lost to Dallas, I guess. Yeah. Right? Theo, Theo Reddick and Reggie Bush. Yeah, and Reggie was like, yeah. and that's oh. just, that's, that kind of lets you know. Like, did, did you have Reggie Bush in your lines? Like, were you thinking about that going to that game? Not at all. I think now the, the challenge is, okay, you kind of did it. You, you won the division. You got the T-shirts. You got the home playoff game. You showed up. You won it. You avoided this crestfallen disaster of losing to Stafford. Now, like, go to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the challenge this week for Dan Campbell is not to celebrate too much and not to, to sit there and be like, mission accomplished. Yeah. Like, the NFC is all right there. Are you telling me that whoever wins this game tonight between the Eagles and Bucks is going to be some intimidating opponent? Due respect to the Eagles and Bucks, like, them going to Detroit, beat them. And then deal with likely San Francisco, maybe Green Bay. It's like the Lions should try to get to the Super Bowl this year. Don't ever get caught up in the we're on schedule and maybe we're a year away. You're not a year away. This is the year. You got stars, stars, stars. You got a quarterback and a coach. I just hope that they turn the page really quickly. Mm-hmm. And I know they will. Yeah. And it's even a Metallica song. Turn yeah, the page. It's a Bob Seger cover. Perfect. Turn the page. Bob Seger from Detroit. Detroit. Let's go. Uh, the Silver Bullet <laughs> Band. Turn the page. Here we go on the road again. But you're not on the road. You're home. It's even better. Uh, don't just don't don't blow out the candles because you want a, a wild card game. Get to the Super Bowl. Get to Las Vegas. Can I also say the showing of the grown men crying borderline can be cheesy sometimes. Not cheesy at all. For all the Lions fans I saw, it was like I welcomed that show of grand male emotion from players to coaches to GMs to the fans. It was fantastic from top to bottom. I think this was going to be the uh, heaviest of emotional weights for the Lions. And Mm. now can just be fun and freelance and play and play your way to Vegas and take over. There's a chance that it's not only the Lions in the NFC Championship game, they could be hosting mm. the Green yeah. Bay Packers in an NFC championship game if things go their way. If the Packers upset the Niners and if the Lions win one more game, they're hosting the rival Packers who have had their number for 40 years and have owned that division mm-hmm. coming into their building. Mm. I get excited. It's a good stuff, picture. That's a crazy Packers path. You have to go to Dallas, yeah. go to San Francisco, yeah. and then go to Detroit. Woo! That's, that's some... why the divisional round is fun, because like, uh, the big boys are coming out. Yeah. Yeah, 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 Baltimore yeah. and San Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. They've, They've been, been waiting. Have Rested. They've been yeah. waiting. Kyle, what happened in Texas this weekend? Let's go to it. Well, depending on what game we're talking about, this is a good one. <laughs> Guys, the Flacco thing was great. It went down in flames. There's no other way to put it. It went down in flames. We love you, Joe. You're an all-timer. But this one was about Houston destroying the Browns 45 to whatever. I could spin it the other way and say, but the Texans are up in flames in a great way. They are sure. fire. C.J. Stroud's not disappoint in his playoff debut. The Texans put up 45 on that number one ranked Browns defense. Texans defense showed up in a huge way as well. Two pick sixes, four sacks on Joe Flacco. Immediate reaction we are watching. Jason, you lived it. You watched it unfold right in front of your eyes. Unbelievable. Bobby Slog, the offensive coordinator for the Houston Texans, I got to give him all his flowers because the plan he had going against this Browns, number one defense, passing yardage, everything you want to look at, every metric, and they just were all over them from the start of the game. It was misdirection plays. It was boot plays, throwbacks. They took advantage of the aggressiveness of that Cleveland Browns defense, 
and they didn't let anyone get to Stroud. They kept Miles Garrett at bay for all of the afternoon. And Bobby Slog is going on head coaching interviews all across the league. Well, what he did on Saturday with a quarterback in his first ever playoff game, it was unbelievable. These are just the big plays. These all happened in the first half of the game. And C.J. Stroud came out, and obviously he didn't play in that first game against the Browns. And he was unbelievable in this one. Devin Singletary, a guy that was with the Buffalo Bills, he's scoring touchdowns. It was such a fun game to be a part of if you were a Houston Texans fan. And that stadium was rocking as well. I think you nailed it. I think we love the fact that they drafted Stroud. And Stroud's going to get all the glow. We're going to talk about Stroud. But there's such a, a band of misfit toys on this team. Dalton Schultz making yep. big plays as the Cowboys falter. And he's succeeding with the Texans. Devin Singletary all over the field looking awesome. Derek Barnett making mm -hmm. big plays. Robert Woods is in the end zone making plays. Like I, Nicole. I love this Houston Texans roster because it's this mix of young and old. And to your point, Jim Schwartz comes out, number one D. We do what we do. Bring it. 45 points on that. You know, that's what it is. And that's Bobby Slowick's offense. Really impressive win by the Texans. They're either going to end up playing uh, against the Chiefs or they're going to play against the Ravens. Depends on how it goes today with the Bills and the, and the Steelers. But either way, they're a fun team. And I wouldn't want to face Stroud right now. Surprised by Flacco? Yeah, 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 I am. Yeah, I am. he had never lost in the wildcard round before. Yep. Undefeated in the yeah. wildcard. Came out hot too. Yeah, they look good. And it was terrible. The Texans had one defensive touchdown all year, just one, and they had two in this game. I think the role was reversed. I, I bought into it to a certain extent too. Flacco's so cool. He's been there. He's not gonna get rattled. That was Stroud. Stroud looked like Flacco was supposed to look. He looked basically perfect. And I, I don't know, somebody has to rattle this Stroud kid if the Texans are going to lose. I don't think he's getting rattled in any round, whatever round they go to. He looks absolutely fantastic. And when the Texans defense showed up like that, great, great scene. I know that Detroit's taking a lot of the a lot of the glow about the home playoff win that's improbable. Houston, you deserve all of it, too. Really, really cool win. They'll be tough to beat. Those defenses, though, waiting on, to Peter's point, on the other side of either Kansas yeah. City defense or Ravens defense. They've yeah. been watching, and they've been watching him yeah. cook. I'm sure the Ravens in particular. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey, we're back on Good Morning Football. Time to give away game balls, and they become a little bit more meaningful when you're in the playoffs, Jason, don't you think? Yeah, and what I love is the playoffs, everybody starts talking about experience, and a lot of the guys have been there say, experience, throw it out the window. I want guys to just show up and play ball. Rasheed Rice, his first ever playoff game, the rookie receiver for the Kansas City Chiefs, he went out there and had himself a day. Eight catches, 130 yards, most receiving yards by a rookie in Chiefs history in a playoff game. He was like, you know what, Schrager, I'm not your fat five. I'm going to go out there and show you that I should right. be out there. He cemented himself as wide receiver one for the Chiefs to have a performance like that. He was Mahomes' favorite target. He caught the ball deep. He caught catching run-type plays, breaking tackles. The cold did not impact him. He was all over the field. As a kid that played high school ball in Texas, he doesn't care. Rasheed Rice, mm. game ball, rookie, going out there in his first ever playoff game and having himself one hell of a day. You know, earlier in the show, I said not everyone necessarily was watching that game. 
23 million people yes. did watch that game. I apologize. That was an absolutely a performance by Rice, and everyone saw it. I'm going to the game last night on NBC on our old linear network. The Peacock, the original one, and Jared Goff stole the show. I thought Goff had so much pressure going into this game. There's a lot of talk about Stafford, but for Goff, this was an opportunity to at least get one in the win column over Sean McVay in that Rams uniform. And not only did he do that, he did it by starting off 14 of 14 to start the game, hitting Josh Reynolds, a former Ram, multiple times in the early going. This one to Laporta was on a fourth and one that they went for it. I thought Goff was magnificent in the first half of this game, did enough in the third quarter, and then when they needed him most to make a big play down the stretch, he completed the pass to Amon Ross St. Brown on second and nine to move the chains and they could bleed the clock out. Jared Goff has been uh, dismissed and discarded in a lot of people's minds. Guess what? He is remaining as a quarterback in the playoffs. He goes on to the divisional round where he has helped earn the Lions not only another one, but a potential second. And who knows, maybe if the Packers stay hot, an NFC Championship home game as well. Saturday game, Sunday game, back to Saturday for mine. There is one person, I respect owners, presidents, executives who make the decisions to put the teams together. But there is one man on any team who, when the doors close behind you in the locker room, you are the voice that addresses your team every single day. You get the ship going in the right direction, the car going down the hill. My game ball goes to D'Amico Ryans. I think I already gave him one already this year. I don't care. I'll send him six. Doesn't matter. D'Amico Ryans, uh, there's one thing I regret despite 15 hours of TV on this show every week, and it's that I didn't say it loud enough at the end of the year. He was, he should be the coach of the year. The Kevin Stefanski experience was great, but this, what he has done with this group of young men in his first year as a head coach with a rookie quarterback with, what do we call them, a team of uh, an island of misfit toys roster put together, old, young, experienced, injured, this man got this team to a playoff game, to host him, to win a division, to become the first rookie head coach with a rookie quarterback to win a playoff game since 2009 when the Jets did it. D'Amico Ryans, in his emotive state that he has continued to show us in the last couple weeks, he gets my game ball because he has had an impeccable weekend, but I don't think it's done yet. It's nicely done. It's definitely not done yet. If the Cowboys' loss was a Shakespearean tragedy, how appropriate it would be at the hands of a man named Romeo. Mm. Romeo Dobbs, Green Bay Packers wide receiver, gives my game ball. This is his first ever 100-yard game. And it came, I feel like he had 100 yards in the first three plays of the game. Right out of the gates, fantastic. Gone are the days when he started showing up for the Packers out of Nevada and you'd hear Rodgers kind of talk about him and everyone was amused by his name. I made a joke about his name to start, but I'm not making a joke about his game and neither are the Cowboys. He's got that old 87, that Jordy, that Robert Brooks. He looks fantastic. Romeo Dobbs, not one of the names you thought would come out of the wildcard weekend. Huge numbers, huge production. Apparently a very soft-spoken, shy guy. Yeah. So long, he's one of those things where he didn't even want to correct people on how to say his name. Romeo Dobbs, apparently how he likes it, and that's what we'll be calling from here on out. Romeo, game ball. Well-deserved, my man. On that 46-yard gain, I didn't realize he tripped at the beginning of the route. Gains his footing back and then was able to find the ball that got to him. That's pretty awesome. Stick. As if you need a recap from what we did on Friday, uh, GMFB picks the games over the weekend and in anticipation of Steelers-Bills happening on Sunday afternoon, which it did not. We had actually all picked the Bills. Anyone want to change their tune uh, before we lock this graphic in place? Yeah, can't change. 
You can't. Okay, well, the game hasn't been played, so yeah. technically you can. Yeah, I'm going to stick with the Bills. Right. I know, Peter, you hate the four. So I hate the four. You care? Take I don't off. care. Uh, no. I don't care. I'm no. so sick of it. Whether they win or lose, you know who it loves doesn't, the four doesn't logos? Matter. The Steelers love the four logos. Let's give Good them a beat. Guys. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. All right, Eagles, Bucks. Jason, we have yet to determine this logo, what it looks like across the bottom. Eagles, Bucks. Eagles, a team experience played in the Super Bowl last year. Of course, they're going to bounce back. Of course not. I'm rolling with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> Eagles continue to play bad football. I think Tampa Bay, Baker May. Mayfield's going to have a day. I'm rolling mm. with the Bucks in this one. Can I give you my favorite names of this game? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Kalijah Kansi. You might not have seen the Buccaneers this year. Their defense is young. It is fun. They're going to be all over Jalen Hurts. I know yeah. that offensive line's got a lot of pride, but I'm going with the Bucks. I'm looking forward to a Lions-Buccaneers mm. divisional round. It's why we love the NFL. No one had that in the summertime. I'm going Buccaneers. Can I respond to your Yaya Diaby with What you got? Jalen Hurts, Devontae Smith, DeAndre Swift. Like, I, I, I know those guys. I feel like I remember those guys, and I think they're going to find a way. The Bucs are not playing very well either. I know no. they won the South. They, they did not end the season strongly. I feel like in a very ugly game, I'm saying 17 to 16 Eagles. I got the birds. You saying those names really passionately, I think, helped your argument as well. It's tough to say it passionately. <laughs> the fish um, push works. I'm going to say fly, Bucks flag, fly. I'm going to go uh, wow. Tampa Bay Buccaneers as well. I know. You saved us here. You didn't expect to be you didn't expect to the alone. I mean, they're home. Uh, they're, they have, they've they've they're, been losing for six weeks. Jason, what do you this. think? What kind of final score? Like, you don't have to predict. What kind of final score? Um, I'll go 24. 24-14. So I double-digit win. Yeah. All right. That's all right. the bucket. We're going to wrap up. All right. uh, super wild card. Philly fans are going to come for me. Yeah. It's all right. That's fine. I don't know if they are, actually. <laughs> you go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower... 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.